Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. We often use this opening bit as a uh, as a platform from which to complain about Tim Hortons. Because uh, we almost we usually do get a coffee before we start the podcast. Well, I'm not complaining today because you bought me one yeah. and it was here when I got here. Is it, is it right, by the way? Is, is it oh, your, yeah, your, it's okay. Okay. I, Sometimes I, they get it wrong. And I actually really, I've just had four hours of talking in a row. And so I here's another it, hour I, to come. Well, I needed it, so it tastes wonderful, and thank you. I have no complaints <laughs> whatsoever. How about you? I tried one of their new donuts. They have these new kind of fancy donuts. They're two bucks. Two bucks for a donut. Actually, I got the donut. What? I got the donut for free because of my rewards. So there you go. It pays to be loyal. You have Tim Horton rewards. I do have Tim Horton rewards. Yes, I earn a free. Where, where do you get to fly to? <laughs> <laughs> you can fly to Brantford, Ontario, where Wayne Gretzky got the autograph of oh. Tim Horton. Am I the only one who does not believe that story, by the way, that that that's kind of seems that, like a false story they created for the ad? That had better fucking well be true. I don't think it if, is. If there is any evidence that it's not true, then I think we have a story. Then I well, think we've got something. I don't think there's no he's going to ever be able to tell because Wayne Gretzky has been paid quite a lot of money to uh, to say it's a true story. So I don't know. I mean, there's no way to disprove, disprove that story. It was something that Tim Horton did when he first opened up his chain of donut shops he would travel around Ontario and make appearances he would he get his teammates from the Toronto Maple Leafs to make appearances with no pay uh to do so uh to drum up business for his uh for his coffee shop so yeah. it's a it did happen like he did do that around that time Wayne Gretzky could have been a kid there at the time we don't know well one day one day it just I, seems like very convenient that 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 was his first autograph I went to Chris Walby's steakhouse and he gave me an autograph no I'm just kidding he did <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was a good restaurant. I went there. That was a good restaurant. What was it? Chris Walby's uh, Roaster or something? What was the name okay, of it? Kitty Rogers. Roast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Walby. Chris Walby was, it was, a, it was a southern kind of a barbecue place. It was really yeah. good. And he was a large Winnipeg Blue Bomber at one point. And, he, and uh, now, now he's just a he's large, large X-Bomber. He's just a large Winnipegger. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's kind of funny because what what ad campaign could you do about a famous person who ate their weight in ribs and then just wants to thank him. <laughs> there isn't one. That's why Tim Hortons, uh, they're sort of... Uh, and actually, they did something that has not been done in a commercial before, which is Wayne Gretzky actually acts in the commercial, and, yeah. and it's not bad. It's not bad. No. And you get to see Walter in it, too, which is great. Well, yeah. I'd love to see Walter. Uh, he looks uh, just as good as he ever has. He was somebody who's always in the public eye almost as much as his son was because he was they very yeah. much they made that part of their My dad thing. was going through his shoebox reenactment. <laughs> reenactment. They should put reenactment on it. <laughs> reenactment. Reenactment. Anyway. And he found an autograph. We're going to talk about um, not Wayne Gretzky anymore. We're going to talk about the Golden Globes, which were this past weekend. Oscar nominations are coming up uh, next week. We're in the midst of uh, awards season, and we're going to talk a little bit about what we liked and didn't like about the Golden Globes, maybe make some predictions about the Oscars coming up, and maybe talk a little bit about the films that we have seen so far and what we plan to see. But first, let's get into the nerd news. Nerd news. What is that a clip from, Kenton? Willow. Willow, uh, I think it's an amazing film. It's a 1987 Lucasfilm. And the story here is, of course, that the series is now 
in production. That is, they are developing as part of Disney Plus. They're developing a Willow uh, series, much in the same vein as the Mandalorian, as far as it being like a episodic series. And uh, and yeah, it's going to be based on the Willow. Uh, it's not really a franchise. There was only ever the one movie. Although there were some books. There were a couple of books that came out in the late '90s, early 2000s. Will Val Kilmer come back? Well, that's Will, uh... that's a quite, um, certainly certainly. Um, uh, What's his name for who what plays? What can I think of his name? I don't know because we were, we always forget names. It's not Billy Barty, <laughs> so don't even say it. Um, he was he had a TV series. Remember the TV yeah series? yeah. Uh, I've got the story. Life's here. too short. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, hold on. Oh, War- Warwick War- Davis. Warwick Davis, of course. And yeah, yeah. What kind of Star Wars nerds are we that we can't think of Warwick Davis? Well, it's the old podcast rule, which is you can't think of anything when you're when so you're So this series is actually, uh, looks like Jake Kasdan is the showrunner for this one. Oh. That's Lawrence Kasdan's son. Yeah, solo, um, a Star Wars story And he also guy. directed the, uh, the Jumanji um, sequel that I just saw in the theater this uh, weekend. Huh. So- Interesting. So, huh. um, which was okay. Did they uh, take it to the next level? Well, actually, the movie's called The Next Level. It is called The Next Level. I would argue they did not take it to the next <laughs> level. And it's much of the same level, just with newer abilities. That's <laughs> all it seems to be. Maybe it was um, the next level going down. <laughs> maybe. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're, I'm very excited about this series. Um, I they, they I forgot that they confirmed it, and they did a long time ago. Looks like they're in production now. Yeah, so Warwick Davis is... is Slated to come back as Willow, uh, but Val Kilmer uh, didn't he suffer a stroke or he had some kind what? of surgery? You got me. Something happened to Val Kilmer. He can't speak right now. I don't think, or maybe he what? couldn't. What? I was completely unaware of that. Is Val? Oh no! Wait a, a second. Is Val Kilmer in the uh, Top Gun sequel? I don't believe he is. Oh, I thought I saw him in there. He had throat cancer. Oh my god! Um, and the procedure is tricky. Uh, has reduced his voice to a rasp and rendered him short of, short of breath, so he can't really speak. Oh my so that God. that's an issue. Um, now, that being said, they could they could work that into the story uh, of the of the film. He's not. I don't believe he is in that in that Top Gun um, thing that's coming. Uh, I out. could swear in the last tra- like I mean you're probably right. Uh, there's a there was somebody who I thought was him in the last trailer, but I. Uh, I mean, unless they decide I, I to do a surprise kind of thing. Well, then if that's the case, they wouldn't put him in the trailer. Yeah, you're right. So I, it probably wasn't him. It was probably just somebody who I thought could be him. You see him listed? Oh, it says, okay, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer gave their fans another sneak peek at the highly anticipated, I don't know that it's that highly anticipated, sequel Top Gun Maverick, so maybe he is oh. in it. Oh. I don't know, maybe, I don't know, I mean. It all depends on the timing of everything. Yeah, I guess, I guess. and if they can work around his his voice issue. Um, maybe it's healing, maybe he is able to speak again, I don't know. I just remember seeing an interview with him. Um, that he was and he was not able to speak wow. very well. It was like oh, it was like that. He talked I always that. liked Val Kilmer. Oh yeah, and I always thought his Batman was underrated. Uh, of all well, the Batman. I mean, I, I think his him. Ba- I mean, him. His Batman was sh- overshadowed by the awful, awful Two Face and uh, awful. and uh, Jim Carrey as the Riddler in that film. That was the worst part about Absolutely that. Absolutely terrible. Uh, so was the, Iceman in that one? No, that was the that was the George Clooney one with the, with oh, uh, oh uh, Schwarzenegger God. as uh, Mr. Freeze. But, but I, th- I used to meet you. But also, oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> and everybody had puns. Every single villain. Oh, just terrible. But uh, I always thought that Val Kilmer as Batman looked good in the Batman suit. Like it actually. He's got good lips. Like good some, Batman lips. sometimes the actor does not look good in the Batman suit. Like Clooney looked terrible. Yeah. In the suit. Keaton looked really good. Surprisingly, nobody thought that was going to happen. Right. At the time. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a strange. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I hope they find a way to work in uh, Val Kilmer into this. It's, I wonder if they're going to. 
even look at the books, there was a series of books that came out. Uh, Chris Claremont wrote them, the famous comic book writer. Yeah. And George Lucas had a hand in them as well because he's credited on the on the front of the cover with uh, his name is on there. So um, and George Lucas, of course, did come up with the story originally, but um, the uh, the movie itself was directed by Ron Howard originally, who's also a solo solo person. Um, yeah, it would be great to have Mad Mardigan in there as, as uh, Val Kilmer's Mad Mardigan. Also, Kevin Pollock is in this film, which is interesting. He's one of those wow. little guys. He's one of those little guys that run around, those little minch, those little brownie guys. Really? And I thought it would be funny to have Kelly, Kevin Pollock reprise his role. Now that he's been playing uh, the dad yeah. on uh, Maisel, Mr. Maisel, and that kind of stuff, it would be pretty funny to have him in there as That's well. Gr- as, anyway. I li- as I like to point out, the drunkest comedian who I ever met in person was Kevin Pollock. <laughs> Backstage at Just for, uh, just oh. for Laughs at... Uh, at uh, the Playhouse Theater, and I can't remember why we were back there, but anyway, but like the young <laughs> comics, like I was one of the young comics, and we met him, and I've never seen a more sloshed guy. In my wow! Life. And, and how was the, was the last, set? You know why? It was the last night of the tour. Okay. And his set was great. He was oh, great, okay. and he does impressions, and he's fantastic. But the alcohol hit after the stage. After he's on stage, <laughs> I think he enjoyed a few beverages, and he was like, I remember he was like, uh, "What is your name, kid?" <laughs> like it was like that. It was like very slurry. Kind of a little bit, a little bit like maybe we should leave. Maybe this is getting uncomfortable. I think <laughs> yeah. we should go. But he sure he is landed on his feet with Mrs. Oh Maisel, yeah, so. he's so good. At what that. does he need to be a brownie? I guess he doesn't. But but it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. I'm excited about it, and it, it's turning out to be a good. Um, we've got a good future in store for us if you're a fan of the fantasy genre because we have this. We have the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. Game of Thrones has just announced another uh, HBO just announced another Game of Thrones series coming up. So there's going to be a couple of really high profile fantasy genre series coming out. Yeah. Uh, it, it should be good. I'm really, really excited about Are this. Are you watching The Witcher? Not yet. No, okay. I, I, it's on my list. All of my, all, uh, I did recommendations in the class on the first day of school, and The Witcher came up more than anything. So I watched the first episode uh, last night, and uh, uh, somebody in the class made a statement that they thought this is the season that Game of Thrones should have been. Oh, okay. The final, and so I watched the first one, and I was like, well, and I came back to class today. I was like, the budget is no Game of Thrones. <laughs> Let's not get confused yeah. here. But they're like, no, no, no. Keep watching. That's so, what so, I've heard. I heard the first couple episodes are pretty slow, yeah. and it takes a while to get going, but it gets good once so it gets I, going. I'm going to take their word for it, and I'll keep watching I just, it. I but. just went through the first, second season of Lost in Space. That was my first priority, and it was amazing, as always. Yeah. Um, okay, next item on the new on the nerd news. Uh, we had a new trailer for, our first trailer, actually, for the new mutants. Uh, let's take a look at it. What's the last thing you remember, Danny? He said we had to run. The reason you survived is because you're a very uncommon girl. You're not alone. Not anymore. Do you know what mutants are? Would anyone like to share their first time? Rain? I was 13. I thought it was a dream. I just lost control. Sam? I started panicking. People got hurt. Roberto? My girlfriend had burned hair. Deliana? I killed 18 men. One by one. This isn't a hospital. It's a cage. It's important we find out your power. 
so we can help you get better. I saw something. I don't think she wanted me to see. I don't think we're here to get better. This place takes your greatest fear and makes you live through it until it kills you. Who's there? We can get out of this together. What would uh? Pink Floyd there? Little, yeah, not not by Pink Floyd. No, no, it's a remake. But anyway, what did you think of that? They're getting group therapy, so uh, what's well, the problem? <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> well, it, it's interesting that they're framing this as a uh, horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a weird turn. In that the, the comic book itself, now this is, I should say, the, the comic book uh, was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Like, The New Mutants was one of my favorite titles. I collected it every month. And so I'm very familiar with the background characters and all that stuff. Essentially, it is the uh, the freshman class of the the X Men. So this is the X Men had grown up. They needed kind of another young team to kind of get that teen audience. So they they created the New Mutants. And in the comic book, they study at Xavier School for the gifted children or whatever. Um, just they're in a lower grade than the X Men are, kind of thing. That's that's basically what it is. Uh, they've decided to go with this kind of horror slant to this one. I don't know why. It seems it sounds like the trailer makes it look good. But I just don't know why they felt they had to go that route for as far as a horror movie goes, uh, because it's not really a horror story. Like the comic book is, is not anything to do with the horror genre. Um, but Try it, to attract a young, uh, attract a younger audience. Yeah, I, I like that they. I mean, it, it's exciting to me to see those characters come to life, like Sunspot and Cannonball and uh, Wolfsbane. That's Rain. That's speaking of Game of Thrones. That's uh, Arya Stark. They're playing Rain, uh, who turns into a werewolf basically. Um, and so it's cool to see that. And essentially, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but I know this from the comic books. Danny, the main character we see handcuffed to the bed, her codename is Mirage, and she can create visions of people's greatest fears. So that's where the visions of the greatest fears are coming from. It's coming from her. Uh. So she probably doesn't know it's her power. And then they all figure it out together. But sorry uh. if I just spoiled the movie for you. But I, it seems like that what that. That's what that is. Now, the controversy around this film is that it's taken forever for this to get out. Um, they first started shooting in 2017. With an, it was supposed to be released in early 2018, and then that was shelved. They're going to do some reshoots to make it seem more horror-centric, which never happened. Those reshoots never happened. And then the Disney deal went through with Fox, so they kind of put it on the shelf until that all came out or went through. And now it's being released uh, this spring. So now finally it has a release date, but it has not been changed essentially in two years since that uh, since it was first shot. So really kind of a weird thing. That's usually not a good sign when a film is delayed. Usually means it's going to be bad. But I'm optimistic about this one. Again, I love the comic book so much. I have to go see that. So well, I, I'm not going to rush out to see it, but I'll see what happens. I'll see. Uh... What uh, people say about it? I'll tell you. I'll see it out. first, yeah. and then I'll let you know. I'm, a, you know, I'm a big fan of the horror genre, so I'm not. I don't mind that it's it's being made into a horror movie. I just kind of want to understand why. Like, it looks why it a little more teen horror. It does very that's, much. That's yeah, the, no, it that's does. That's the concerning element. Yeah, no, it's 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 like the kind of scary movie that doesn't really have yeah. any gore in it or anything. It's just like a, yeah. you know, jump scares and that kind as of you stuff. Get, as you get older, you're so far past the British kids singing Pink Floyd. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
to try to make it's been you done a lot. Yeah, yeah to that's try true. to give you chills. All in all, they're just another brick on the wall. That's, that's what right. that means. All in all, like in the background, you're supposed to be like, "Oh, that's creepy." But it, oh, I think that's for teens. Teens will find that creepy because teens who've never heard heard Pink Floyd before will think that's creepy, or never that's heard the, ch- the children's choir in a horror in any horror film. Basically. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, final story for the nerd news. This is a survey uh, that was released. Recent survey says. Most consumer, most American consumers are only willing to pay $20 a month for streaming TV and would prefer ad-supported services instead, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of an interesting. I can't remember who this was. Dumb. It says by um, uh, a survey from the Trade Desk cited by CNBC. And so they surveyed 2,600 people, and it says 59% of Americans would not pay more than $20, $20 per month for all their streaming TV services. 75% they wouldn't ex- say they wouldn't exceed $30 per month, hmm. which I think is interesting. So, I mean, Netflix is obviously the front runner in this category, which costs 13 bucks a month. Um, so that doesn't leave a lot of room for others. So it's maybe Netflix and one other service, I think, is what people are thinking about, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I got three. Well, I have, I have, I have four. I mean, what when you think about it, I got Disney Plus, Crave, All right. Netflix, and uh, Amazon Prime. Well, I subscribe to HBO, and that gives you. That would all count the... as well. I think yeah. that counts. Yeah, that's that's I, okay. That counts in with the Crave one. Right. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the same deal. Because it's all part of the same package here in Canada. So yeah, yeah. But I think it's just interesting that you know, then these these we have more on the way. We have uh, NBC is going to launch a Peacock streaming service. That's their that's their one coming up. Uh, CBS has their own. Uh, there are many many networks launching their own streaming services, but it seems to me that. People are only willing to accept a certain amount or, or, you know, they don't want to pay too much for this stuff. Well, I mean, even the cable bill is outrageously high. You know, I like, wonder if, uh, if this takes into account the cable bill because I think that maybe cord cutters might be willing to pay for this stuff. But people who surveyed say they don't want to pay for these yeah. streaming services and pay for cable. It yeah. should be one or the other. I'm getting to the point where I'm looking at the cable. If it wasn't for HBO, I probably would cut a big pile. I of think channels. you don't need cable to, you don't need cable now to do HBO. No, but I looked at it and, uh, I am under, under some, I don't know. They grandfathered a bunch of stuff that I get to see for no extra price. And if I get, if I cancel it, I'll never get that again. Yeah. So it's like, uh, there's some stuff in there. Like from time to time I look at it and it's, it's, uh, it's a difficult decision. The only reason I keep the cable down is for the live sports. I don't want to watch Jets games, that kind of stuff. That there's that too. I like to be able to watch that. The only reason I like to have it other than that, there's not a ton on there that I come across just when I'm skipping through, you know, you you, you switch channels. Like occasionally I do have those, um, 70s, 80s, you know, those movie channels with the decades. Mm-hmm. I like those because they, they show some cool movies kind of randomly. And I like to just kind of stumble across the movies on TV. The other day I watched Napoleon Dynamite. Love that movie. Oh, yeah. Never would have thought of watching it on my own, but I like coming across it yeah. on that. So that's kind of the only thing that, that has going for it. And then, of course, the HBO and stuff, which I also have hung on to, even though there's nothing. Well, we have a few new shows coming up now mm-hmm. uh, that I'm going to check out. That one with uh, House in Space. Yeah, uh, it looks kind of funny. That looks great. We'll, we'll, ch- we'll check those out. I think those are coming up pretty soon. But anyway, yeah, I just think, you know, it's going to it's going to come to a point where people are going to choose either cable or streaming services, not both. And and mm-hmm. regardless, we all have about 100 bucks a month to spend on this stuff. Right. Right. Which is what we're spending right now. And we don't want to spend any more than that. So. Well, it's a pile of money. It I mean, is. What, and, well, even the cable subscription, when you add that up, that's an and it's bundled with email like they, and they internet, get you. And yeah, 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 there's all the all that stuff in there. So I think it's going to change. It's going to continue yeah. to evolve as these streaming services come on board. We're going to see the cable stuff kind of fall down a bit and we'll see where. Well, and goes. still there's nothing streaming that's news. Oh, that's changing. I know. of uh, Right. Is, and I know global of news course is, it is. Global news is working on a streaming platform right now. 
don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it or not, but it, said, it came up in a meeting that I was at, and they said they were going to work on. They're working on a platform, an app that would stream from. Um, it would be loaded onto smart TVs. That you bought a new smart TV, but also it's an app you can download on your Roku or Apple TV device, and it's just a streaming news service, basically. And you don't need to. You don't need to be a subscription subscriber. But I'm even ever. talking about one of the big ones. Like doing, CNN like, and like, stuff. Like, well, what about uh, Netflix? What if Netflix had? They've tried it with comics, with comedians. They tried it like with a daily with talk shows as well, like David right. Letterman and stuff. Right. So they've tried to have stuff that's topical and that that current affairs style stuff, but they've never tried to do a nightly news show. And I actually think there's an appetite for it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, where is it? I don't know. I'm sure uh, someone's thought of it. No. You, I mean, some big someone who's already out there doing it you would think would make a deal with netflix yeah but who knows that that to me is what's missing who's it uh, the guy from uh nbc that got disgraced uh brian williams brian williams maybe he's still <laughs> languishing on cnbc <laughs> That's right. msnbc whatever yeah, yeah yeah he's over there on msnbc and every once in a while like when I'm flipping, I'll see Brian Williams. But boy, did he ever. What a come down. Yeah, no kidding, eh? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the Nerd News. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the Golden Globes on the Media Nerds podcast. All right. So this weekend, we did have the Golden Globes on Sunday. Uh, you watched it? I watched it, I did the, the whole thing. I usually I did the usual thing where I taped the, I started recording and I came back to it a little bit later so I could skip ahead. Because um, I don't want to watch all the speeches and the ads and everything, so I did really. I did watch like kind of the last part of it live. Oh, actually, you know what I did? I realized I missed the last because, of course, the, the recording cut off because it goes long, mm-hmm. and I didn't catch the last few awards given out. So I think I missed the the one that you're most upset about. Um, but overall, what did you think? How did Ricky Gervais do as a host for this final time? Apparently, well, I think the there's outrage again, and uh, there always is. But that's what they want. They want there to be right. outrage because people you want people to talk about it the next day or the next week. And uh, of course, yesterday there was like a second blowback when um, the, whoever the arts guy is at the LA LA Times, I think was it, uh, or was mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I think it was. Um, uh, sort of like who's who. Who wrote a sort of takedown of Gervais, and uh, what's surprising to me is we, they're in a room full of actors, and uh, nobody can identify that the that the host is acting. The host is acting well, like he a said kind it. Of, he said they're just yeah. jokes. Yeah. He said that right up front. But but he's he's in character. Yeah, he as a guy who doesn't care. Right, that's his character. Well, and, he's and he's been yeah. doing that for years. Yes. He goes back to the office. He's been always been yeah. that guy. So they don't. Yeah, they just take it too personally. These these. Hey, people, can, we're celebrating acting. Was he so convincing that we need to be offended? Maybe he because, should get an award. He yes, should get a gold for That's what I was thinking. I was like, geez, <laughs> you just write like, and and by the way, I didn't even think, I, I enjoy, I always, I love Ricky Gervais. I didn't think the jokes were super cutting and out there. No, they no. weren't beyond the pale. No. Like, like uh, in advertising, we always go like, there's out, there's seemingly outrageous, which gets people's attention and they enjoy. Then there's actually outrageous, which gets people picketing and boycotting your product. He made, a, he and, made an Epstein joke, a Jeffrey Epstein joke. Was yeah. that, was that, that was funny. But I he thought. didn't, he he's did, like, sorry if you're friends with him, but that was funny. He, he was, they were, a lot of them were friends with him. He didn't say anything that anyone will be worried about in a month or less. <laughs> and that, that's the, like, yeah, that that tells you right there. Like if it was like, oh, it's the end of that network. It's the end. They can't possibly they don't have a leg to stand on. He destroyed their network. OK, that'd be something. But he didn't do that. No. And no. in fact, I thought he was he was very uh, uh, like gentle in some ways because because really he didn't 
like the jokes were about the industry and about actors. Well, like, like, and and he was basically playing the role of the schlub sitting at home watching the show, saying, which is oh, another thing he does. Right? How do these people have any right to preach to me? Exactly, kind of thing. And it, and it's just fun. It's a roast. It is. It is. Yeah. Exactly. And, and yeah. he's playing a character, folks. Like I don't know, like well, I did everyone it's, it's just funny. completely lose their sense of humor. But they they do, I think, because because they're yeah. there and they're all feeling so self important. They're dressed up. It's a celebration of their work, and they feel validated as artists. And then here comes Ricky Gervais to cut him down a few pegs and say, you know what, you're not that special. You're just an actor. Come on, but you're not changing the world here. I was actually thinking, like back in the day, Rip Taylor, the comedian, yeah. would, would burst into a room and throw confetti everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the equivalent would be. Doesn't he understand he's ruining the environment? It's like he doesn't give a crap because that's his comedy. Like, like uh, if you can't, like, there's people who just can't get past that element. Yeah. And I think for Gervais, it's the same thing. Doesn't he know that these are famous actors? He know they know. Of course he does. He's, he knows. He was. I think he did exactly what he was hired to do. He want they wanted him the back. He's been done. He's done it five times, and this yeah. happened the first time he did it. And the second, you know, every time yes. he does, he does the same thing. So um, just they, enough to get attention. Yeah, that's not right. enough to for anyone to worry about longer than a couple weeks. Exactly. Or less, exactly. even less than a couple yeah. weeks. So, yeah. And I thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting how he played up the cue card thing a little bit more than he had to. Like he was always holding the cue card. Yeah. Like I'm reading right from this. It's like it's like not someone me that told. Wrote yeah, it. someone yeah. told me to say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not. I didn't. I didn't write this. Um, when they clearly have teleprompters, he could have used a teleprompter. So that was interesting. And once the opening monologue is over, we didn't really see it much. Right? That's how it all, those shows always yeah. go. And and to me, the more offensive comedy is the butt kissing comedy uh, that we've had years past when Saturday Night Live uh, members host the yeah. awards because they're not stand ups. There's they're, they're uh, sketch comics. Yep. So they'll come on there and uh, sort of uh, whatever stunt their way. <laughs> Through the show, whereas they uh, want to they want to kiss up to Spielberg yes. because they might get a role in his next movie right. or something. Right, so I kind of like it. I like uh, I I do like back in the day the host that was the host's job was to roast the thing they're doing. Yeah, I mean all the way back to Bob Hope for crying out loud, you know, like yeah. uh, and Billy Crystal. By the way, and I actually I was thinking about this. Billy Crystal is celebrated as the world's greatest awards show host, and he made jokes about people. I remember him doing his, even his song medleys he'd do. The difference is that uh, that Billy Crystal has a high likability coming in, so people are just kind of less offended by delivery, whereas Ricky Gervais, they've decided, he's not for me. And uh, so when he comes out, the jokes have a bigger bite. But I remember Billy Crystal making jokes about Barbara Streisand directing Prince of Tides and going like close up on my fingernails, like the stuff like that, like the things you'd have to do as director yeah, of that yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was really funny. And, uh, and, but, and, and there's Barbara Streisand in the theater and she's like, yep, that's me. I'm the director of Prince of Tides uh, and, <laughs> and the star. And, and everybody would have a big laugh. But now it seems like we're, we're just tiptoeing on glass at all times. Well, is, is it, is, is that it? Is because we've become so sensitive that uh, we can't take that kind of humor anymore? Or I, I think, and I think Gervais' reputation is, in, in North America is, or maybe America is, uh, he's a shock comic. I would, He's going to shock us. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, I wouldn't. Agree, I wouldn't say that's his style of comedy necessarily, no. but uh, maybe some people see him that way because he doesn't. He isn't afraid to say whatever. Like, he's not afraid yeah. to say some some offensive things, but he doesn't rely on that solely for his his comedy. I wouldn't say like that's not what he's about. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought it was and, funny. Well, here's a, one one more point: the British guy hosting is hosting the awards. 
the British actors won most of the awards. Yeah. So you look at it and you're like, I, I, I and times, it's the Hollywood foreign press yes. giving out the awards. And at times I thought I was like, I was watching the Brit awards yeah. because every, because it was all British, like not all, but lots, largely British. And I, and what Gervais does is distinctly British. Yeah. That is the kind of humor that people in England eat up and, and would not even would go. What? People don't like that. Like that. That I don't. I don't hear any big push from England about how they're offended yeah, by yeah, what, yeah. He, what he did at the awards. And I don't think it even matters. But uh, like in England, there's di- there's an appreciation for different styles of comedy. I think there's an appreciation for the grumpy, yes. grumpy, surly guy like uh, Pierce Morgan or or uh, Simon Cowell. Like these guys are kind of assholes, right? But they, they that's also a persona they're playing as well. So they people kind of like that. They like the guys who are not afraid to say. To get to the point and to say say it like it is, kind of a thing. That's what that's what he's portraying. But there's like. even an appreciation. Like there's like oh, I can't think. Oh, Stuart Lee is a British comic who is beloved in England as like the most intelligent comic working today. I hear everybody telling me that, and I and every time I watch him, I'm like I really appreciate what he does. I like what he does. He's in character as well. But I find the humor to be a little pompous when I watch it. I find it to be a little bit like. Like uh, uh, insidery, maybe a little insidery, and maybe a little bit like like uh, you need to be like me to appreciate these jokes. And so I watch it, and I'm like, I appreciate it for what it is, but it's not my cup of tea. Uh, but uh, but the, he's beloved there. I think, and it, nobody in America goes, well, Gervais isn't my cup of tea, but you know, good for him for doing it. There's none of that. It's yeah. like, no, he should be boycotted. <laughs> he should never, he should never set foot in America again. That kind of thing. And all he did was tell some jokes huh. about, about movie stars. Well, I think he'll, I think he'll be just fine out in the end of it. Um, but was there anything else about the awards itself that stood out to you? Not the, not the award winners. We'll talk about that in a second. But anything else about the presentations or the speeches that kind of jumped out at you? Uh, the usual mix of inspirational lots um, of calls for australia yeah and that uh, was good that's fine I, hey, yeah. we're all for that we yeah. don't want we, it looks like mad max there for crying out loud Jesus, like, yeah no kidding uh, but, uh but yeah but I, I i was not there was no speech that to me i thought even ellen degeneres i enjoyed and i thought it was funny she was quite funny yes she's yeah. hilarious yeah. she went she did the right thing which is she was stand-up comic ellen degeneres she wasn't like let's all dance right. in the aisle ellen degeneres right but she's being recognized for both right right and i actually thought the intro to ellen degeneres as well with uh oh um, yeah what's her name talking about how uh when Kristen, she came out um uh, uh, Saturday Night Live again yeah uh, Kristen no 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 Kristen Kate McKinnon Kate McKinnon yeah, um, yeah. saying that you know as uh um inspired her to come out and, yeah. and that kind of stuff and that was you know you forget how big of a deal that was at the time when Ellen right. did that on her show uh so that was really interesting I love the, I mean and again of course I love that they're giving a Carol Burnett award and Carol Burnett was there as well which is great um and then we had Tom Hanks come up and do his thing for his uh, his award it's fine. He's Tom Hanks. He's yeah. uh, he 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 was he had quite a few funny reactions during the Ricky Gervais opening, but other than that, he was well, pretty much himself. okay. W- okay, one more thing that I think was misunderstood is that was Tom Hanks mugging for the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But people were like, he was offended. Oh no, no, no. Oh, no. you're telling me <laughs> the guy who starred in Bosom Buddies, yeah, that's right, dressing in drag, and and it was Joe versus the volcano with John Candy. He's offended, really. With John Candy, Joe versus the volcano. Oh no! I'm thinking of the other one. Uh, 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 Splash. They're in Splash Splash together. No, but isn't he in uh, volunt? No, volunteers. Oh, uh, the volunteers. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I mixed up volunteers with Joe versus because they're both in volcanoes. I think. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so and and volcano movies. So you're telling me that Tom Hanks is sitting there? Oh, I'm so no, he's no, he's not. not. No, Bullshit. not at all. He's mugging. Yeah, folks, he is you mugging. Have, you have to be aware when you're at these shows that you're yeah. always potentially on yes. camera. So you have to be either very yeah. guarded or play it up and have fun with it. And that's what he was doing. Like when I tell a joke, an inappropriate joke in class, which I do on a daily basis, <laughs> I pull out my collar and I go, Ugh. Yeah, that's right. you do a little bit of that. That's mugging. That's like that's like that's telling everybody, oh yeah, yeah, we're all uh, ha, ha. calling attention to it, and that's what I thought. Ta- Tom Hanks. I thought, um, uh, boy, does one of Pierce Brosnan's sons not oh. take after him? <laughs> like the super tall, skinny one with the long hair. Who's? I guess he must take after his mother. I have no idea who who his mother is, but wow, those guys are. I one people were online saying uh, Pierce Brosnan now looks like uh, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, a little a bit. A little bit, but uh, I thought, uh, hey, uh, he looks great. Could, could I, yeah, could I look like that? Yeah, no kidding. Like uh, I, I mean, Pierce yeah. Brosnan was always kind of the young. Handsome uh, leading man, oh. and he still is the he's that in some respects, but he's just got gray hair, white and, hair. And his poor kids were tasked with ushering people <laughs> off and on stage. And I couldn't help but notice the first thing that anybody does when they're done their speech is run in the wrong direction. That's right. Yeah. They yeah. all did. They were not yeah. doing a great job of the ushering. No, they were not getting them well, off in the but, right direction. But I noticed the tall kid going like right this way, and then the person went the other direction. Yeah. And it was like well, shrugs. Like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like because what you don't want on that stage is like some celebrity sticking it to Pierce Brosnan's kid in public. Right. Going like, I'll walk in the direction I want to walk. Well, they don't reveal that they're his kids until midway through as well, right? Well, that was so pretty early. Was, I thought, well, no. It was after a couple of awards, yeah. or whatever, but there was an opportunity before that for someone to tell the kid to F off, but that didn't happen, of course. Yeah, I sort of like the nepotism in, involved in that particular, <laughs> however that decision. And then in previous years, they've had other celebrity offspring doing it. So. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the awards. Yeah. Uh, now, you were I, have, I was upset about one particular, actually, I'll talk about the first one that surprised me, and that was the winner for... For best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy, I could have sworn it was going to go to Bill, Bill Hader or um, or possibly Paul Rudd. I haven't seen that series with Paul Rudd yet. No, me neither. But I thought Bill Hader would take it for Barry for sure. And no, this Rami Youssef guy—I've never heard of him, and I don't never have seen the show. That was a show. big upset. I never never saw the show. He was hilarious when he yeah, got oh, up there. Oh, he was he's great. Like, I know you never seen my show, but it, it's good. Like he, he's funny, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to check this show out now because he's really funny. And he, he is really yeah. funny. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I haven't okay. seen it. No, I was just like you. I was like, who? <laughs> Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah. the so random. That, that was kind of one of the first big yeah. upsets. Uh, the other one I was really upset about was um, where is it here? Russell Crowe. This is for best performance by an oh. actor in a limited series, yeah. and I mean it should have been Jared Harris for Chernobyl. How could it not be Jared Harris for Chernobyl? And they gave it to freaking Russell Crowe, who be- wasn't even there. And, fi- and plus, he wore fifty pounds of makeup in that particular yeah, come production. On. And uh, I think it's the classic. Remember, I told you, and it hasn't happened in recent years, but the rule used to be: the more makeup, you're gonna win. You're gonna win. The- <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna win the award, and I think it's a throwback to that. Well, they like, like the, you like they like a transformation. They like the tra- They like the you're a good looking man who made himself ugly and played a terrible person they, who we all do don't that like. Christian Bale and Vice. I don't think they gave it to him last year, did they? Uh, he, that was did, a pretty oh, big transformation. They, no, they did. Did they really? He won it. He won the Golden Globe last year because remember he said oh, okay. I'd like to thank Dick Cheney, right, uh, yes. or whatever. And, but he had a. All right, so there you go. So, it has so, happened. It happened yes, last year. You, you got to be an old, fat, balding guy, and you're uh, you're good to go. You need to be good looking to start with, and to then look like an old, middle middle aged, bald man. 
okay. to win, to win that particular. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was upset about that. I thought that Jared Harris should win. And then, of course, Stellan Skarsgård gets the award for Chernobyl, which also, I think, won, won best limited series, which also oh, should have won. That's no, that's no surprise. And he, he had a great speech, he too. Was, he was, yeah, he was funny. He yeah. talked a bit about his eyebrows. But again, I thought Henry Winkler could have could have taken oh. that. Like, he's so good in Barry. They, they've given it to him already. Yeah. And I think so they sort of felt like, uh, felt, ah, oh, hey, we've satiated that. Uh, particular uh, person, so we'll move on to another yeah, one. Yeah, I also felt the same way about yeah. Fleabag and, and Mrs. Maisel, because, I mean, yeah. we, you and I are just watching Maisel now, but yeah. it's been around for a couple years, and so I'm, like, right into it and going, oh, oh. this guy has to win. It's so good. But yeah. again, Fleabag is the hot new show, right? Yeah. And I have not watched Fleabag yet, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's what everyone's talking Fle- about. Yeah, it Fleabag's is, great, and Maisel is great. I like Maisel a little better. That's well, just, just, that's like, just personal it's preference. It's a period piece. Yeah. There's all kinds of different reasons why you right. might like it better, and there's not saying one is necessarily better than the other. To me, you you just like, root yeah. for what your favorite is. Kind well, of it's like a sequel to Mad Men for me, and yeah. I love Mad Men. So when I watch Mrs. Maisel, I'm like, they should have called this Mad Women because it really, because <laughs> it works in some ways. It, it almost works like a companion piece to uh, Mad Men. Yeah. So so she won. Phoebe Waller Bridge won for mm-hmm. uh, performance and also for the the show itself, Fleabag, right. because she's a uh, the creator. And she's of the show. great. And she's. I mean, yeah. and again, she's uh, she's the Lando's uh, droid in, in Solo. Uh, and very funny, always very funny. Yeah. Um, another, it was also very happy to see Brian Cox win for Succession. I've not seen yeah. Succession yet, but he is amazing in everything he does. To like, me, when we watch Succession and then you see the actors sitting together at a table at the awards show, it's one of those where you're like, oh my God, like it looks like a scene from the show. Like when you see them there, you're like, are they, they all, all fighting? They all dress up in their suits and stuff all and the time. And I noticed the, show? the actor, uh, the yeah, the actor who plays his son is like making sure he's like because Brian Cox is an older guy, so his he was steadying him on the way up when Succession won whatever okay. won. And uh, I was like, but don't they know they hate each other? Like, like, like. There's, there's <laughs> you some... talking about Kieran Culkin? No, no, or... the other the guy who plays the other son. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I can't think remember his name. But anyway, it's. Uh, his oldest son on the show and him part, and I just can't think of the actor's name, but he's fantastic. But yeah. they they they're at loggerheads on the show. Sometimes they're frenemies, basically. Yeah. And so uh, it's it's bizarre to see that cast sitting at the same table. Also notable that uh, the only I can, it's the only Game of Thrones nomination that I can see. Kit Harrington was nominated, yeah. didn't win, and I don't see any other nominations for Game of Thrones, and it certainly didn't win anything. Did it, was it uh, snubbed or was it, uh, can it make it in the next round? I, you never, I never oh, know when the cutoff was. Well, it was. ended in like it was last May, year. May, no, it was this year. It was 2019. It was it yeah. was like May or June or something. Right. Seems to me if Kit Harrington is nominated, then why wouldn't anything else be nominated? Right? Game, I mean, it was still yeah, a season. Yeah, but for what of, season? It doesn't matter. Nominated? I mean, if you're going to go a season, the previous season was better, so why not nominate for that one, yeah. right? It just seems like they got a bit of a snub for, uh, or maybe there's more competition. Or maybe we're just done with it. Yeah. Um, By the way, my earphones just cut out. I just want to make sure the is the yeah you're good. Re- the recording's working. Yeah. Okay, is beautiful. It, it... Uh, can I hear? Hello, hello, hello to the listeners. Uh, yeah, I can hear now. Okay. Yeah. It's a bad connection. Uh, what else? Anything else jump out at you as far as uh, um, winners or losers? Well, I'm just gonna say it's low stakes at the Golden Globes. Yeah. But um, it did make me want to watch some films pre-Oscar. Including okay. Marriage Story is something that uh, I've wanted to see, and I'm kind of shy. I, I sort of am worried it's going to be a downer. It is going to be a downer. It is. I isn't guarantee. It? Well, I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but I know that it, I'm sure that it, that's what that is. Yeah, it really looks like it looks depressing, and that 
and it's hard to force yourself like like 12 years a slave i finally watched that oh, I, I still have not and seen it, that and it's so hard to watch because you know that it's gonna really put you through something yeah and I, I don't know i heard marriage story the first half is funny and then the last half is less so is like well more... i mean the trailer's got a lot of funny moments yeah. in it but it's like you see adam driver getting upset over monopoly and stuff like that like it's got yeah. funny bits but yeah i think i mean and we know how good of an actor he is like he's yeah. the the best part of uh of the new version of star wars so and uh, the the other thing is the movie Parasite. Yeah, uh, that's uh, showing at the Cinematheque right now. But yes, I know. I'd love to go see it, but I'll probably I'm probably gonna watch it on whatever on, on demand. demand or, yeah, but uh, that seems to be have a lot of momentum going in. Uh, three students in class recommended it as a film that everybody should watch. Um, it just seems to have a lot of momentum, and so does the movie, the foreign film, The Farewell. See, and that, yeah, uh, Aqu- and that's the Aquafina yeah. one for that, and she's very funny. She's in the new Jumanji movie too. Oh no! <laughs> it all comes I, back to Jumanji. I heard they take it to a new level. They do, they do. She's she is the next level. That's <laughs> that's the well, spoiler. She, well, I really enjoyed her speech. Well, she's fun. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I think she's awesome. Um, so there was that. That was a key. oh, and how about this? I couldn't help but notice. Okay, it's not easy to get Martin Scorsese. To come to your little award. Well, you kind of have to nominate him. Well, and (laughs) then he brings some people you normally don't see at award shows like Harvey Keitel and Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. And they all Joe Pesci. They were was he was Pesci there? I don't know. I thought there I I thought there was a joke directed at him, but there was, but I don't I don't believe he was in this. Okay. But maybe he was. Maybe I I just missed it. Um but they're all sitting at a table. That's a powerful table. They're up front. What do they win? <laughs> no, nothing. I, don't I think. know. So that was a little to me. That was surprising that they didn't throw so, them uh, something. He was nominated for best director. Sam Mendes won for that, and also what 1917 yeah. won for best picture. Okay, and this is where I'll also say I think 1917 is the predictable kind of Oscar bait. Yeah, that comes late in the game that few, not nobody's really seen yet. No, because it and just it, released right. nationwide this week. Right. And comes and cleans up all the awards. Well, here's the gimmick. It's like it's, Dunkirk. But it, it's like Dunkirk, yeah. but it's also Dunkirk meets Birdman because apparently it's all one shot. The whole is thing it? is one take. Yeah, the whole thing is like, a, I mean, it looks like that. It's, it's meant to look like like Birdman. Like it's all one. So that's difficult to do. Right. So there, there's going to give some some props to the director for that as well, which is fine. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to love it. I'm a big war buff and I, I love that kind of history stuff and there's not enough movies made about the first world war yeah. I don't think like there's, there should be more um, so I'm sure it's good I am still struggling to get through the Irishman I gotta tell you I am not feeling the Irishman at all well I've been saying all along I gotta, I, I've watched it and I sort of sort of left me cold and I know people who are like I loved every minute so I was like I need to watch I'm gonna watch it again like there is something about it that just didn't know, and I love that cast. I love the director. There's just something about the film that is not that did not on first viewing uh, resonate with it's, me it's the way it did with everybody else. Well, the thing is, that we've seen it before. He did good, like Martin Scorsese. He's done it yeah. before. Goodfellas. Yes, we see the mob. They're they're evil. They kill people. They beat people up. We've seen all the ugly side of the mob in that. In Casino, we see the ugly side of the mafia with respect to Las Vegas and how that all works. And that was a great story. I actually like Casino better than Goodfellas. It's more my favorite of those films. I love them both. Um, uh, and sometimes I like Casino more, and sometimes I like Goodfellas more. But they are so this, incredible. People are saying this is the third chapter of that trilogy, if you want to call it that. 
but it feels like a lot of Goodfellas retreaded here. It does not feel like it's new or interesting. Plus, all the old, they're all old, and they're they're like, yeah. you see Robert De Niro trying to kick a guy in the face, and it doesn't, looks like a 70-year-old man trying to kick a guy in the face. does not look like a younger Robert De Niro. For me, for um, me, the de-aging effects did take me out of it a yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. It did, it did look a little, there was a sheen on their faces that didn't, that made me wish I could actually see the actor and not the de-aged version of the actor. And we've seen that a million times in other movies, like, uh, and even Robert Downey Jr. in Avengers. When well, they did I mean, it. the best version of it was was Sam Jackson in Captain Marvel. I think that was the one yeah, that, for the longest period of time. But maybe it's because Sam Jackson looks very similar to what he did twenty five uh, years ago. I think you got a good point. Right? He yeah, does not. Yeah. He does not age very. You can't really see the age in his face. Whereas Robert De Niro, you can see the age in his face. Right. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So a big I, difference. I, I and I'm the first to admit that I might have missed the boat on. I sort of after I, wa- I watched it on a Friday night when I was really tired. And uh, and and part of me was like, okay, I saw it. It was fine. Um, and then now that everyone's gushing with so much praise for it, I was kind of like, ah, okay, maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to see well, it. Well, I watched you know? it last night. I tried giving it. I watched when yeah. I first turned it on. I got 20 minutes in and I turned it off. And then I tried it again and I got to the point. Now I'm, I'm doing the thing where I'm watching it as a mini series. So you can right. find the, the start, right. starting and stop points. So I stopped at 40. I'm 49 minutes in. I'm at the end of episode one of the mini series. Right. Just after he gets off the phone with Jimmy Hoffa. So that's my first part. But again, I'm not blown away by this. It seems like a lot of the retread. It's all. It's another mob story. It's a guy, you know, trying to make his way. It's like Ray Liotta's character in Goodfellas. He's trying to make his way in the mob. He's trying mm-hmm. to, he's making mistakes. He's. I don't know. It just seems like it's been done already. Do yeah. something different, Marty. Right? And Marty's, Martin Scorsese's done plenty of different stuff. Like oh. Kundun. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, he's done all kinds of different things. But this one, I think, seems like more like a stunt to get the award than know. actually to make a great movie. Maybe we're the jackasses because everybody loves it. And and not to mention, I looked at the, the two New York Times critics list there if we chose the Oscars. Um, list uh, last Sunday, and so it was A.O. Scott, and oh, I can never remember the other reviewer's name because she hasn't been there as long. But they, um, so they list them, and the Irishman is well represented yeah. there. And these are people who know what they're talking about. This isn't like <laughs> it's not like uh, ain't it cool news like crowned yeah, the know, Irishman, I know. you know. So you're you're kind of like maybe maybe there's more to it, and in fact, part of me started thinking maybe I shouldn't have watched it all in one sitting. Maybe that was a bit of an well. Issue. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm gonna watch another part yeah. of it tonight and, and continue on with it. But right now, it's not my favorite film. I am I am also interested in seeing some of these films. Definitely want to see 1917. Yeah, I want to see the Two Popes. I didn't even know that was a movie on Netflix. I never even yeah. heard of it until last night. Well, you know, and, and you know what? There's the HBO show, the New Pope, the New Pope, and, and like, the Young Pope, and like it's right. the same, which is the same show essentially. But right. but there's the, all these popes all over the place but you know what some my yeah there's a, it's a surplus of popes ah just like the game uh my uh my uh mother's husband told me about the two popes and i was like yeah yeah i know it's on hbo and he's like no the two popes and i'm like yeah that hbo show it's they have two popes on the show because it's the new pope taking over from the other pope and he's like nah it's this other show with and i was like i think he's wrong so i went home and i looked and i was like shit he was right yeah it's anthony there's hopkins like, is the old pope and it's jonathan and price is the new pope there's too many pope shows i have to say it <laughs> How are you supposed to keep them all straight? And so there's that, and there's um, there's something else. Joke, on... I want to see Joker still. I have to. I have oh to yeah, see I need, yeah. I need to see it too, but I'm not racing to it. And and actually, the degree to which 
people love and hate the Jokers is is also a big surprise. I like think, where I'm, yeah, where I, where I'm kind of like, wow, like what is it? Like I've heard s- such polarized views on it that I want to see it with a clear mind. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know most of the talk I've heard is that it's all about Joaquin Phoenix's performance. So right. he might be a, a lock for a best uh, best actor Oscar for mm-hmm. for the Oscars. Uh, certainly, he'll get a best picture nomination, but um, but I don't think it'll win much other than best actor if right. that. Right, uh, Marriage Story we talked about already. Um, I don't. I'm surprised that Rocket Man did as well as it did. I thought it wasn't it? that great. No, I have not seen it, but okay. I, my mom's seen it. She's the biggest Elton John fan I know, and she said it was okay. You know what? It's better than the Queen movie. Okay, well, yeah, but but <laughs> Queen won. Hey, who am I to say? Because yeah. that won everything. Yeah, it's true. Not, except not Best Picture, but it raked in the awards. So I was like, well, I love Queen. They're, I saw them. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. And I thought the movie was bland. So then I had low hopes for Rocket Man, but they made it a musical. Okay. So when I watched Rocket Man, I was like, okay, these musical numbers are getting me. They're pulling me in, even though now Rocket Man's got some stuff in it where it was just like Queen, where I was like, oh, please. If it, <laughs> if things actually happened this way, like, come on. I'll take a bullet they in the sugar, head. They sugar, yeah. sugar-coated over some of the rough things. God, right? please give me a bullet in the head right, right. now if this yeah. un- if this happened this way. And there's a lot of stuff with Bernie Taupin in the movie that seems like it's not true. Okay. And, and My mom thought they didn't give him, him enough credit. True. That, that, yeah, yeah. That, for, for what of he did. Of course they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff like that. But all told... I was kind of happy to. I was kind of happy that that movie got a little bit of. Uh, it should at least get what the Queen film got because it's better. It's well, a better. It, got, film. It, it won best music, best number, music number. Elton John and Bernie yeah. Taupin were there, and it won best actor for uh, yeah. musical or comedy. Now the Golden Globes separates the musical and comedy from the drama, right? So it's probably not going to get that at the Oscars like it might get a nomination for best picture but it probably won't get a best actor nomination I think it could really? I th- yes I don't think it's off the it's out of the question okay in fact I'd say I would give it pretty good odds of him getting in there um of these other comedies the one uh, Dolomite is my name you said you saw that yes. and liked it and that's Eddie Murphy it's very fun the problem with Dolomite is it's a comedy it's fighting uh, but it's about movies so that's what it's got it's about the making it. of the movie yeah. Dolomite right in terms is that of, what yeah. it's about in yeah. terms of winning an award it's got the movie thing locked down but winning awards for comedies is a difficult thing to at do at the Oscars Not, it, it doesn't happen very yeah. often yeah. if at all and then so. the one I really want to see is Jojo Rabbit, which is the yes. new one from Taika Waititi. And uh, it seems really, really funny. Yeah. It's about uh, Nazis and, you know, what's funnier than Nazis? Well, apparently the film finds a way. <laughs> now, the people who thought that Ricky Gervais should be banned from American soil probably aren't going to find the humor in Jojo Rabbit, I'm guessing. Probably not. Um, you know, black comedy. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And, the, and uh, it, uh, it's, of course, it doesn't do anything. It's a, it's a satire. Yeah, right. Of course. So, uh, it's so all, it's not it's a. Pro, it's uh, some people. I've read some people thinking it's pro Adolf Hitler, and I think that's pretty hard. That's a pretty hard <laughs> argument to make. And of course, the last yeah. one here in this category is uh, the Ryan Johnson's follow up to the Last Jedi, which is Knives Out, uh, which I hear is excellent. Again, I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but it looks like a lot of like a lot of fun, a nice kind of whodunit murder mystery type of thing. Once again, an ensemble piece, though. Yeah, and well, uh, there's not going to be any yeah. acting, but it may, might get some. Some um, oh, oh yeah, we forgot to talk about uh, Once they, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Actually. They nominate a hundred movies now at the Oscars. They do, so yeah. It could get in. I don't think it could win. But. Um, we forgot to talk about uh, Brad Pitt yeah. won for Once Upon a yeah. Time in Hollywood. Uh, Tarantino won for the screenplay, yeah. which is cool. 
That's a little momentum. Um, yeah, I think that's that's good for them. And again, it's another it's a another Hollywood movie yeah. about Hollywood. So that's got it's got that going forward. It's got Tarantino. It's got uh, you know lots of big names in there. It felt you know because because Tarantino and and Ben Affleck no Ben Affleck sorry uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio and Scorsese and all his guys were there. It really felt more like an old school. Hollywood gathering yeah. this Golden Globes. It wasn't just like didn't feel like there's all these people I'd never heard of. There mm-hmm. were many, many more movie stars, quote unquote, movie stars at this mm-hmm. event, and I'm sure we'll get more of that at the Oscars as well. I don't know. Just you don't see Brad Pitt winning awards for this kind of crap anymore. You know, he's not really that kind of actor. Do you, have you seen Once Upon a Time? No, yet? Yeah, no. Okay, so I'm not gonna. I won't get into all the details. I have one beef, one little beef that I, I will tell you. But it spoils the film if you haven't seen it. Well, don't tell me um, then. And I'm not going to. Okay. Well, but, <laughs> but I'd say but I'd say that it's true that Brad Pitt delivers the performance of his life in that really? movie. Really? Okay. Yes. Yes, you will be you I was stunned. I'm not I'm not somebody who has ever defended the acting chops of uh of him, but after I saw that movie I was like that guy, that guy's got a shot. That guy's huh. got a shot. And I think he does have a shot and I think he might take it. Okay. But uh and then of course uh, our other friend in that movie is is great, but I I don't think has he ever won an Oscar? Leo, yeah, he won it for The Revenant. That was the big one. Did he win it? Yeah. That was he won. It was a big controversy. He'd never won before. He won for The Revenant, which I still have not seen. So. Oh, and it is a, that's a great movie. It really you know, is. I hear yeah. it's excellent, but but again, it's another one that's very difficult to watch. There's a lot of painful stuff in that movie, and it's like, ugh, I don't know if I want to go through that. Like A lot of these films are really asking a lot of its audience, like, they, want, they want to make you feel something, right? Yeah. And more often than not, people like to feel happy mm-hmm. and positive. So when you make a movie about something really difficult and hard... Uh, that's that's hard for that audience to to take in, which is yeah. why like films like Twelve Years a Slave will win Best Picture, but it's not something I really am running out to to watch because I, it's yeah the story needs to be told. It's something yeah. that awful that happened in human history, but I don't want to relive it, right? Because it's or not relive it or live it at all. Well, I mean, a, a good movie like there's lots of good movies that you put yourself through something to get to the end of the movie, and you're the better person for it. And that doesn't mean they're bad movies. It just takes an emotional leap to talk yourself into putting yourself through that. Yeah. And and there's life circumstances too. Like I, if you've had ever had someone pass away in a family, and then you go see a movie and somebody dies in yeah. the movie, it just makes you like, ugh, it just reminds you of something yucky. Like I'll be full. I'll be I mean, full disclosure. I'm going through a divorce right now, so Marriage Story is going to hit hard for me. I know it is. Right? Yeah, that's what that movie's about. So I know it's gonna be tough for me to watch, but I do want to watch it because I want to see see how it turns yeah, out. Yeah, and I was a kid so, uh, whose parents got divorced, yeah. and I, I just see that I'm like, uh, do I, like, I, I just don't even, <laughs> you know, like, do we need a movie that tells us relationships are complicated? Well, it depends like, like, on how that movie ends. I it's, yeah, for me, it's all it's, about the how. It's all about it's yeah. all about for me if they. St- whether or not they stay together, that's that's a lot of these movies. Um, the the couple has difficulties. They 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 go all the way. Like, I mean, I know Kramer versus Kramer is kind of the classic example of yeah. the movie about that's this. a great movie. Well, and it's probably the yeah. best look at divorce and how it affected people and families at the time in the eighties mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, but um, like if. There's too many of these stories where they they're gonna get divorced and then they finally realize they're still in love and they get back together. Right. And that's just not a reality for most divorces. I, right? I don't think this movie's about that. Okay. I don't. No, I, I don't not. think this movie's a romanticized version, and that's what scares me. That's what makes me go like, oh. I might go. watch it tonight. I might watch it tomorrow. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I'm gonna watch it one of these. Look nights. at you yeah. biting the bullet. Well, I'm trying to. Well, I got again. I want to start yeah. catching up. I want to see all these yeah. movies before. Start with the popes. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay, I'll watch the Pope. Start with something you know nothing of. I'll watch the Pope. <laughs> I'll hope, watch the Pope. I hope you don't know I anything. I remember. About it. Um, it's funny. The, the story of uh, the two Popes is about when they changed from uh, Pope Benedict to Pope, uh, whatever the new guy. Oh, no. This new John guy, Paul Benedict. to Benedict? No, no, no. Not John Paul. Who it was, was it? Oh. It was, uh, Benedict was the guy who yeah, stepped yeah. down. And then uh, the new guy, whoever the new guy is, Pope Francis. Uh, Francis. Um, so that's about that, and I remember exactly where I was when they they started burning the you know they burn the smoke and the yeah. smoke comes out of the thing. We were at the Creative Communications Media or uh, Creative Communications um, IPP Awards, oh, IPP presentations. Yeah, that's where we were at the convention center when that smoke started coming out of that chimney. Those were three I days. Where I was. Those were three days of presentations where the news outside of the presentations always was more interesting than what was in those presentations. And I remember there was times during them when people would go up to the mic and go like. A plane has just crashed. Like because we're it's the media. Yeah, right? exactly. So yeah. You're like, a plane has crashed yeah. into the t- north tower of the of the World right. Trade Center. <laughs> well, not, that never happened. No, because that was in September. But yeah. anyway, um, okay. So let's quickly do some recommendations before we yeah. get out of here. What have you been? Uh, what's I got been a on quick one for yeah. you, but you might have already done it. Have you watched on Amazon Prime The Boys? Yes, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I thought I wa- the whole time I watched it. I thought Dan had better be watching this because this show was made for you, yeah, wasn't it? It's great. I mean, it's the uh, same. Uh, uh, the comic book is based off of is by the yeah. same guy who did Preacher. I also love Preacher, the TV show, and so it's a lot of that same kind of really gritty, uh, and it's a gritty look at superheroes and and yeah. the kind of the real life behind. I'm sure I recommended this to it. In, in oh, you probably episode. did, um, but you know what? I got it mixed up because there's another boys show on. Um, uh, too many popes, too many boys. I thought yes, I thought I had seen it. But the, but the other boys show is about like, oh God, forgive me if I can't remember. But I think it was like is uh, being uh, Israeli soldiers being recruited. Oh yes, you know yes, what yes, I'm yes, talking yes. Yep, about. Yep, I know, I know. Okay, yep. so there's two boys shows, and I thought I watched the one you recommended, but clearly I did not. No, because then I watched the one you did recommend, and I loved it. And I'm just going to add sort of as a cat as a capper. So I watched that on Amazon Prime, and I watched Good Omens on uh, Amazon yes, Prime. I've heard that's very good. And talk about two great shows that almost work as companion pieces to one another. They're so well done. Amazon's knocking it out of the park right now. I'd say yeah. um, like they don't have as much content as Netflix, no. but more 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 of their stuff is better than Netflix. Like Netflix kind of throws whatever to the wall and to see what sticks. Whereas I think Amazon Prime is a little more selective about what they, what they produce, yeah. and it's better. It's higher quality content overall. On Amazon Prime. Almost every one of their series that I've watched has been amazing. I struck out on the so. first couple of Amazon Prime shows I watched, and including Mozart in the Jungle, which runs out of steam. Okay. Which starts great and then runs out of steam in the end. But uh, And I was a little worried. I was a little worried, like, oh, the quality control isn't yeah. as good as Netflix. But on that, on Catastrophe, Good Omens, and The Boys, holy crap. Yeah, I really and Fleabag it. is on there, too. Yeah, I really like The Crazy. Boys. Uh, it's a great kind of take on the superhero genre, different take on it. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Season two is coming up pretty soon, so Unreal. I'm, I'm really excited about it. What's yours? Uh, for me, I'm gonna, I am going to recommend season two of Lost in Space. Uh, it, it's, it's not... I would say I think their budget got cut a little bit. You can kind of tell there's a no. bit more. Well, there's a bit more, like a lot of a lot of stuff being shot in in the spaceship and the space station. Not as much exterior as they had in the previous season, but it's still really interesting. A lot of fun. Um, my son loves it. Luke watched the whole thing, and then he re- we watched season one again. He loves the character of Will Robinson, the kid who's in it. He just wants to be that. That's great. That he kid. identifies with him. 
He very much does. And so Luke and I just spent the weekend watching all of all of Lost in Space. We re- watched season one, watched season two, and it, it is a good series. I really, really enjoy it. And then at some point I'm going to see how he likes the, the film. The, 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 uh, remember the movie from the yeah. 90s that was not so well received, but I didn't mind it. Okay, um, and I have one question for you. Yeah. How much Parker Posey scheming is in this particular? It's quite a bit, quite oh, a bit. Yeah, no. no, I mean that's the character, right? Um, yeah, but, but they, but they, the funny thing is, they know at this point they yeah. know that she's the bad guy. That's a lot of season one is them not figuring out that she's the bad guy. It drove me nuts. <laughs> but I liked it. I really liked it. But that drove me. The crazy. funny thing is that now she is the bad guy. Like she, they yeah. know who she is and what she does. And they still let her get away with stuff sometimes. Oh. There's also one more criticism. If I can, if I can level one more criticism, is that it is somewhat formulaic in that every episode someone gets into danger. So I know that you know the whole thing with Danger Will Robinson is a part of it, but it is really every single episode they're in life-threatening danger, and it gets a little to be a little <laughs> bit much. I know space is dangerous. We know space is dangerous, but come on, every it, single day. It had better end with them jettisoning Parker Posey into space <laughs> forever. Where we see her clearly dead and floating I don't away. Think they, yeah, I don't think that would happen at the best of times. <laughs> Even if they wanted us to, to, to think she was dead, they would not that show her dead body. That character drives me so crazy that I need her jettisoned from the capsule. All the right, movie. well. All right. You might get your wish. I don't know. I, I won't. That's going to do it for this episode of The Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadavonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.